The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. One time is it. Welcome to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March, and welcome to the Thanksgiving show. It is the Thanksgiving the show. Pre-feast. It kind of was the Thanksgiving show last week, too. It's been the Thanksgiving show for three weeks, because that's just what we do in November. My favorite thing about the Thanksgiving show is finally like getting a chance to sit down and like kind of think about the meal. I've done no shopping, and... I think you know, I did like a teeny tiny bit of shopping, basically. Like it, I've I've been to the store a couple times and I keep grabbing things. I'm like, oh, I need this butter. And like I was at Target and I was like, oh, I'm gonna grab this <laughs> chicken stock. What? Okay, you know, just yeah, in case, just panicking. in case. Um, <clears throat> it's funny because I finally got like wrote the list of what I'm gonna make, and I was talking about it with Kurt, and he was, you know, and I was like, how about this? How about that? And he's like, well, how about just like peas? Peas? Because he just likes peas. And then I'm like, well, we need another vegetable. Well, how about just rose carrots? You make good rose carrots. Oh, nice. And so I was like, well, what about this fancy kale blah, blah, blah salad? (laughs) And he was like, oh, I don't know. So at the end of the day, I'm going to make roasted carrots. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make stuffing dressing or uh, potatoes, gravy. The one thing I'm doing that's kind of unique or weird is I'm going to try the rolls in the slow cooker. Oh, you are? Yeah, because they kind of look like big puffy Parker House rolls, which make excellent sandwiches. Yeah. So 
that's like that's where you're going that's where i'm gonna like spread my wings okay i love it i love it i and i always try to spread i was joey and i were laughing on the phone last night or the other night because i was like we both kind of like we're not gonna do the bread right i mean like we i try every time to do rolls my rolls always fail but so this time I'm going to do the stuffing biscuits from Bon Appetit. Oh, yeah. And I'm making good. them tonight because I have a Friendsgiving tonight. So I'm going to try that for the Friendsgiving. And it's like, I don't know. I guess I don't. I'll just bring a lot of liquor to the Friendsgiving in, in case I mess up on the rolls. You know, or actually I might just bring, you know, frozen rolls on the side. I have some in my freezer. Just like some, you know, I keep like little bits of bread in the freezer. But. Those Rhodes rolls, you got to pre-thaw them, though, and let well, them rise a little. I have, like, no, I mean, I have, like, <laughs> like Lens and Barley's little, you know, bag, mini baguette things. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, they're done. <laughs> if if my if my stuffing biscuits don't turn out today, then, I mean, I, I don't know. I have to decide if it's going to be, like, a huge fail that I have to pick up and figure out for next week or what. I don't know. Here's the one thing I've learned about those, because I have made them before. The step, the ones. Yeah, you put them in the muffin tins, right? Mm-hmm. That, no, 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 stuffing biscuits. So it's biscuits. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to be putting like no, not stuffing the in the muffin tins. No, no, no. And-, and I've seen those, and I thought that seems really dry. They get dry. That's because the thing. there's that because the whole point liquid. of stuffing is to be you know like soaking up the stock, like we talked about before. Okay, so stuffing biscuits. So these are biscuits <laughs> that have stuffing flavoring, like yes. sage. And- yep. Okay. A little bit of the flavoring. I like it, but it's just yeah. So we'll see. I've not made biscuits in I don't know how long. You can. You're good at. I mean, it's not. It's not it's hard. Just butter. It's just butter, right? And is, is it is it better to use the fuller fat butter or is yes. it? Yes, that's what I figure. Here's the other thing, though. Uh, which kind of full fat? Because I, if you use the super super full fat, like that Norwegian butter, yeah, you need to add a little more liquid. Oh, um, but it's also your flour. Yeah. So it's that, all purpose. It's supposed to be all purpose. What it, do you think? Do you have Wondra? I do have Wondra. Because that's going to make the best biscuit. Put a little bit of wonder in there? I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> ratio is, but it's a famous biscuit maker that I know oh, swears I know. that that's swears the secret wonder. ingredient. Did you just let something out? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get you, you, sh- no, I don't want you to get no, in trouble. No. But so maybe, maybe a ratio just would be good. Okay. I don't know, right? I know you're not going to do it. I know. I know. You're well, not. I have a little. I have like that. Yeah, like I have a little blue can of wonder because that's always good for gravy. I always feel yep. like so. I don't use a lot of it, but it's also been sitting there for how long? I don't know. Well, a year, does, two years. I don't know. Does flour go bad? <laughs> I guess. It I mean, actually, does, it does. It's a live product. When you, there was a two for one <clears> sale, <throat> I had to put some in my freezer. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to keep flour. That's the thing because it's it does go bad. All That's right, so Friendsgiving as a way to try your hand at new Thanksgiving dishes is kind of a great idea. I know, and I don't know, I don't know if these friends know that I'm trying on them <laughs> okay, or not. They're doing I mean, the everybody's same thing. bringing something, and so you know, we'll see. I mean, as long as and it's going to be, I'm just interested to sit down to a Thanksgiving that I haven't. Really, I mean, I haven't done like. Thanksgiving, a Friendsgiving with anybody, I mean, for a long time. And you haven't cooked, like, I don't know, Thanksgiving last year, we cooked a ton, and then it was just me and Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. And Del- yeah, it was, no, Dolores and Con. No, I know. And I think last year it was just me, Jake, and my mom, but I still did the bird and I did the potatoes. And I did get the pass, you guys. This is important intel. I got permission to skip the cream corn this year. I know. But maybe you should make it anyway. I don't want to. <laughs> you just feel like you're just, ready to do something different. I just different. need to move past it a little bit. It's like it's kind of the big leaded thing on the table, too. You know, with everything else. Yeah. I don't know. 
It was. It's a big Matt and Jake thing, and they both were like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like, I don't need. I said, if it's a must, if it's a if it's a definite must, I'll do it. Will Not it a big make deal. a reappearance at Christmas? Maybe, maybe it will. Maybe it will. Because sometimes that's a good way to like yeah. spread out all the. Yeah. Right. I don't know. That's a good idea. Maybe. Yeah. I just didn't. I just felt like. I don't know. I feel like it's the least exciting and least thing that anyone looks forward to. But then they eat a ton of it because it's just cream and corn, and it's delicious. And you know, yeah. Um, did you eat good things this week? Um, I wanted to, uh, I did. I'm going to save one of them for the top two in hour two, but I did want to point out that feast bracket that is on the weekly dish instant potter page. You guys, I think it's a lot of fun and it's from our friend Chad who has posted it. If you guys want to get down on it, um, I'm trying to find it now wherever he had it because there's all these other posts. Okay. We're into the final four. Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to ask him for you. We're going to vote in the feast bracket. The, oh, I see. We're in the elite eight. Sorry. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. So apple pie versus traditional stuffing. Traditional stuffing. Okay. Green bean casserole versus mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Okay. Thank you. I was worried you waited way too long. <laughs> no, because I just had to think it through. Okay. Gravy versus mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Oh, I thought you would have picked gravy. No. Roast turkey versus peach cobbler. Roast turkey. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's it. You just, all you have to do is go into the Weekly Dish Instant Potters, the Facebook group. Um, and here are the standings. I'm just going right, to, that, that's what we, oh yeah, we're down to, um, oh my gosh, are we down to, oh, okay. We're down to the final four. Okay. And the final four are traditional stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, and roast turkey. Oh, that feels kind of predictable. Kind of predictable. What do you think's gonna win though? Um, I'm gonna go with if it's if it's roast gravy against turkey. If it's turk, sorry, gravy against roasted turkey. What would you pick? Roasted turkey. Okay. If it's stuffing versus mashed potatoes, what would you pick? Stuffing. Oh, I'd pick mashed potatoes. So I think it's gonna come. If it comes down to mashed potatoes versus turkey, turkey's gonna win. If it comes down to stuffing versus turkey. That could be a hard one. Yeah. If it's gravy versus stuffing, I think people are going to go gravy. Gravy versus mashed potatoes, that's a gravy. Okay. We got a lot of gravy talk coming up. <laughs> <laughs> we do. It's just going to be all gravy all the time. Yeah. We're going to talk about pre-prepping meals ahead and gravy on the show. Yes. And we've, we're going to keep the phone lines open the whole show. So if you are a person, someone sent me a text and was like, where can I get gravy? I'm terrible at making it. We will answer your question, 651-641-1071. Anytime throughout the show, if you have a call, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll answer it. We'll, it's the Thanksgiving show. If you miss it, we're going to answer it. That's how it's going to go. 651-641-1071, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on the Thanksgiving show. I have to sing it, apparently, every time I talk about it. I don't know why. Um, we got a couple. You know, we've been getting questions all week from you guys, and so we're going to try to answer most of them on the show today. But again, if we haven't asked, you know, if, if you, we get through a segment and you feel like we didn't get your question answered, definitely give us a call. We'll still have the Ask Stephanie portion at the end of the show, 651-641-1071. But if you hear something and you need to have clarification on it, give us a call. All right. we. I wanted to talk about this because this came across. This was a question um, sent in by a listener. And it was something that I've been thinking about because and there's a couple things out there um, that are controversial and it's about how much can you make ahead, right? And like, what is your pre-prepping sort of, what does the game plan look like? You know, what are the things that you, 
um, should make a head, can make a head, and shouldn't make a head. Specifically for Thanksgiving? Well, I mean... Or just in life? I think just... I think this is Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, because it is talking about... Because the truth is, somebody else, there's some food person put a tweet out or put something on Instagram that was like, this is the impossible meal for most people because you have one cooking vessel. You have one oven, usually. And then you have like... Like six different things that all need to go in at right. different times and at different temps, but they all need to get, land on the table at the same time. Which is, I think, where the stress comes in. And then you add the last minute making of the gravy, which mm-hmm. you have to wait till your main is done. And yeah. you're just standing there and everyone's staring at the bird in your kitchen and yeah. you're whisk, 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 whisk. Yeah. And so I think it's just funny. I think it's just funny that it's like we, so there's a lot of people who are, it's funny that we just don't freak out about it every year but we're excited for it um but i do think that there's an idea of like what can you do ahead what can you get done so that you don't have to battle for space in the oven that's basically my deal is the timing issues is mm-hmm. how, you know like i remember feeling like okay well this one goes in at 425 but this one is supposed to be in at 400 i can probably put it in at 425 if i do a little less time on uh-huh. it like the math is out is enormous the math is enormous but what? let's talk about some of the things that you could do. So this listener wanted to know what vegetable things could she do ahead of time and how many days ahead of time? Okay. Because that's the idea of like, do you do your mashed potatoes today? Or do you know, and then like have that sitting there? Or do you do them? Is it only the day before or whatever? Sure. So, walking through, um, I will say that uh, stuffing is, and so Food and Wine had this little article about things you should definitely make ahead. And they said stuffing is one of the top things that they can make ahead. Um, It's like a week ahead, and then you can freeze it. What do you think about that? Well, I love my freezer. Yeah. But I guess, okay, yeah, sure. And they said, like, these other chefs are saying, and these are all all based on other, like, chefs' opinions. They said the flavor still holds up, allowing you to save a ton of time the day of. It's 100% better than when you make it ahead of time. Um, I believe that's probably true. I just don't know if I'd go to the freezer step. I might just do like a three day ahead and just leave it in the fridge. See, but then I do think that there's something about that too that sort of lets it not like freezing stops it. Good point. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be just a mushy yes. mess. And I would say that obviously you don't want to bake it. I think this is like holding it together, freezing it so that it doesn't like start to interesting disintegrate. Yeah. I think you almost have to freeze so it. So did right? they, they then thaw it out or did they yep. just cook it frozen? No, uh, bake it the day of. So like you cook it or yeah, you, you thaw it out and then you bake it the day of. Okay. So that's still, that's almost prep saving time, not oven. Right. Saving time. Right. Um, yeah, this one says she makes hers like a casserole. She, uh, she says, cool it, pour, make sure to cool it properly, pour into a three, four inch pan top with extras. Um, okay. Bake the day of. Okay, so just saying bake the yep. day of. Okay. okay. All right, casseroles, same idea. Casseroles in the name. Um, they're saying that good. This one uh, surprised me. Casseroles, like classic green bean or broccoli cheddar, are great to make the day ahead. They reheat well. I feel like they actually benefit from being made a day ahead so that the, everything yeah. you know melds together. I was surprised by that. Still, you got to bake it, though, with your six other dishes. I know. The green bean makes gets to marinate in the cream mushrooms before you come. And then you can also... You can make this up to two days ahead and then cover with the crispy onions and bake. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is more prep. This is so that you don't have a lot to do the day of. I will say, too, I think that the fresh green beans makes a difference here. This is for me where I would never make the green bean casserole ahead because I want that snap. And you're not going to get that if you do it ahead. Um, mise en place. I do this. We're like the night before. I'm cutting all the leeks. I'm cutting. I'm cutting. I'm. Yep. 
cutting everything and putting them into bags. Yep. Like chopping all the carrots, chopping all the, tearing up all the bread for the stuffing. Yep. All that kind of stuff. So, yeah, doing all the squash. I do all of that the night before. Yep. That's easy enough. And pie. And Have pie. You pie you can do three days ahead. Yeah, definitely. They're saying gravies you make ahead, four to five days ahead. And you don't lose any quality. I got a whole segment coming up okay, on gravy, we'll, so we'll, we'll go there. Okay. Oh, we got some calls. You want to take some? Sure. Uh, Sue is calling in. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the show. What can we help you with? Okay. My husband has had roasted balsamic carrots out in a restaurant and, of course, would like me to recreate it. Sure. And God forbid I cook them too long so they're mushy. Yep. So... I have the little minis, not the baby carrots, but like the mini carrots from Byerly's. Uh-huh. So what I'm, you know, maybe like cook time, and then can you recommend a good balsamic? What I have now is like a Neapolitan herb. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say is, I mean, you can go ahead and use those carrots for sure, but if you can get the other carrots, they're going to be sturdier. Those little mini carrots have been you know, sort of treated with stuff so that they're perfectly round and all that stuff. And they're just like, to me, those cook a little faster and they get a little mushier faster. Okay. And you're not talking about like baby carrots, but like these little mini ones. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. talking about the baby, like those round ones, the Bolthouse Farms no, ones you get. These aren't, these aren't the round ones. These actually look like a real carrot, oh, but they're oh. smaller. Okay. Okay. And they've got like yeah. the greens on the top, yep. right? Yep. Oh, then okay. you're safe. Then you're safe. Yeah. So 20 minutes at 425. Okay. And then we'll have crunch. Just toss them in olive oil, 20 minutes, 425, salt. Then take them out. And your balsamic, you want to make more of a glaze than just dripping it on there. Okay. Okay. So I would reduce it by half in a saucepan. And then I would add a knob of butter to make it kind of glossy and rich. Okay. And that's what I would do. And then you just like pour it over the top. Okay. And the flavored one I have is probably okay. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so 20 minutes. 425? 425, 20 minutes. Take it out, make a balsamic glaze. Yep. And then just wait for his comments how he could have done it better. Of course. I will say. Of course. I will say um, at 15 minutes, check your carrots because I don't know the thickness of your carrots. Okay. So just, you know, shake the pan, look at it. Sure. Poke a knife. How do they feel at 15? Okay. Okay. Thanks, Sue. Great. All right, you guys have a good Thanksgiving. You, you too. too. Thanks, Sue. All righty. Right, we bye-bye. have a couple more calls. Yeah, you want to take them here? Yeah, take okay. one. Aaron has a question about Aaron Cheney. Oh. Aaron, you there? Hello? Hi, Hello? Aaron. Oh, hi. What's your hi. Aaron Cheney question? I didn't have an Aaron Cheney question. I have a kanji question. Oh, kanji, oh, even better. <laughs> kanji, Aaron Cheney, you <laughs> That's know. That's my fault. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Uh, no worries. Talk about it. So many times, and I want to try making it myself because I'm a soup lover. It sounds fabulous, but I want to go somewhere and try it so I know if I'm doing it right when I try it myself. So where in town should I go try kanji so I know what I'm getting? So you can definitely go to the tea house. They have kanji, um, and it's sort of, uh, I've never had theirs yet, but I do love it. I do love tea houses, you know, right off here on university is spectacular. It is really good for sure. Um, if you're up for it, there's Kiefer court bakery and cafe, which is over seven corners area that they okay. have. And they also have great buns by the way that you want to pick up and, or, and, and take home. Um, Kwong, I think has some, and now that I'm thinking about it, I, I should check that out. But, um, a lot of the, uh, um, 
What was the other one? The, the Hong Kong noodles also has kanji. Okay. Hong Kong noodles. Okay, great. Thank All you. All right. You there you go. Uh, we'll take another call here about hot coffee drinks from Kathy, and then we'll wrap up the uh, make ahead segment. Hi, Kathy. No, not Kathy. Yes, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> Hello there. Hi. I am wondering, um, do you have any um, recipes um, off the top of your head for like coffee drinks to serve? For yes. Who may not want like pie or dessert? I, and are you talking like boozy coffee drinks, like coffee drinks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, how about an espresso martini? That sounds exciting. How do you make that? So, I would pick up coffee-flavored liqueur, and I really like uh, Fria, Frida, which is by uh, Denord Spirits. And you that is have delicious. that, and it has a little vodka, and you can make a little uh, swirly glass with some chocolate if you're feeling up to it. Well. <laughs> but you can also just add that into coffee with like a little bit of cream and that's a beautiful beautiful dish or a beautiful like drink. regular cream yeah 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 and then the coffee liqueur yeah okay. that's delicious okay. there you go friend thank you so much yeah that's what i would do for dessert all, all right. right we're gonna take a break you're yeah. listening to the weekly dish presented by our friends at knob creek makers mark and hornitos we'll be right back Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my instant pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. Did you get all of your pre-bake ahead thoughts that no. you wanted to get out? Okay, <laughs> let's get them out. I just want to follow up finally with, you know, the idea of like a couple other things you can do ahead. Obviously, stock, Brussels sprouts, um, you know, I think are kind of good given a little heavy like a last minute saute at the uh-huh. end you know that's always great because i always re-eat mine um things you should avoid making ahead rolls they say don't uh do well i don't i think that's weird actually it's completely weird i know there's so that's many like that i would freeze and that sits in your yeah that's really weird this guy executive chef at blah 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 um anything with fresh greens i agree with that obviously you're not going to make salads or anything uh, cornbread, this guy is saying to not make ahead of time. Um, Which also false. Cause... See, this is like this is like somebody who is one of those dishes I would never. It loses its crunchy crust and has moist insides. It's like, are you this using is your it own... as dressing? Yeah, or right, What are you right. doing? 
Um, turkey, I think we all agree that making turkey ahead of time is one of those tougher things. Like it's reheating a turkey tends to make it like once it's been roasted and then cooled in the fridge or whatever, and then bringing it back up to heat, it does lose some of the gorgeousness, I yeah. think, in my mind. Um, the controversial piece, you guys, was this mashed potatoes bit, because I feel like we've been saying forever you can make your mashed potatoes ahead of time. These guys are saying it's a no-go prepping ahead. They tend to get gluey and reheated. That's not good. And this uh, this guy's saying it should be made moment, day of, whipped, just before everyone sits down to the meal. I'm like, well, now you're getting very a feat about it all. So that's fine. I do think that if you make your potatoes ahead of time, and I told Julia yesterday she could, um, like make your potatoes ahead of time, like boil them and let them cool, stick them in the fridge and then they dry out. And then the next day you just do a quick reheat on those and you heat up your milk and your everything at the same time and then put it together. Boom. So much easier. I think this is the part too, where I insert my instant pot self because you can do instant pot mashed potatoes, right? And you can yeah, do them ahead that you could do them that morning and then you put in like a little cream cheese or a little sour cream or a little borson or that borson cheese. Yeah. That works really well too. And then you just close the lid and turn the pot off. Yeah. And they stay hot. Yeah. They'll stay hot and you can like transport them in there if you're going to a buffet or a friend's giving or whatever. See, I need the pot though. I think I do like three things, more things in the pot. I understand. So, so then the other idea is to use the, um, if you have a slow cooker, so you do other things in the slow cooker and the potatoes in the pot, or you can put them in a casserole dish. Yeah. And then you're going to bake them. But again, that's then defeating the purpose of 12 things in the oven. <laughs> but you could still do them the night before yeah. and then throw them in, in the in the oven with everything else to yeah. heat up. I think weirdly, like this is like mashed potatoes are not like very special to most people. And I think most people, because they have them, you know, like you might make them like with your pork roast someday or something. I never make them. Unless it's Thanksgiving and it's only it's a, that's surprising because you're a potato person. I know. And it's a weird thing. And I know it's weird, but my kids all laugh at me for it. And it's just like I don't I have so many other sides and things to get through in my life that mashed potatoes seems like a throwaway moment of gut space. And so except on the Thanksgiving table and then it's like permission to basically just stuff your face with mashed potatoes. It's pretty and so, funny. I know, it's so weird. So I think I'm one of those people who is like, I have to make it the day of, the last minute, right before right before the table is when I throw all that stuff together. So I did a segment and I practiced instant pot gravy. Okay. After the show last week, I was like, yeah, I want to see. And what I will tell you is instant pot gravy is not a time saver. Right. It's a time manager. Okay. So you still have to get something. I like I bought chicken wings and or turkey wings and a back. Because you still need pan juices, right? Yeah, that's the weird so part about it. So I roasted at 400 degrees a bunch of chick- turkey parts. And the second time I did it, I used some chicken parts too because I had them. And so I roasted them on a pan, then set the meat aside and pulled it for chicken pot pies later and froze it. <laughs> then I shwunt, shwunt, shwunt with my metal spatula to get all the brown bits off the pan, put a stick of butter on it, shwunt, 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 two cups of broth, shwunt, shwunt, shwunt. And so now I've got this whole pan of this juicy, saucy, and I put it in a mason jar and I did it the day before. And then the next day when I went to the show, I cooked that on the saute feature of the Instant Pot with the roux I'd already made. Excuse me, not the roux, the slurry. And it turned out great. And the gravy worked out great. And then I put the lid on and the gravy held for three hours with the just pot off. 
sealed. I then it held just that way three hours. Okay, no cooking on it. Okay. Then, if you want it to hold longer or you need to be having it longer, you'd use the slow cooker feature and just keep it hot. So, gravy in the instant pot, it can sit there all day. But and could yeah, you, you got to zhuzh it up a little right so before you, you serve it because you got to whisk it again. Well, here's my thing would you make it, take it out, like put it in the fridge then? Like, I have fridge space, and that's the thing is like, so for that, would I, could I make it, take it out, put it in the fridge, and then right before the, everything hits the table, throw it into a saucepan, warm it up? 100%. And pour, so, that's for I me, have two. Like, my mason jar, two quarts of it in my refrigerator right now that I'm going to give to my sister for her gravy. That's amazing. Because she's not great at it. Yeah. And she's like, can I have your gravy? And I'm like, yes, I'll yeah. make more for you. Sure. Right. Um, the thing about gravy is what goes into the gravy is what comes out of the gravy. Right. So, you know, use good things to put in your gravy, like use your good wings and use flavorful things like flavorful broth, flavorful butter. Yeah. But then also my magic is the kitchen bouquet, kitchen bouquet. which, you know, all the older ladies and their moms are listening and going, yes, that's our secret. Right. All you younger ladies maybe don't know about this yet. And don't look at the label because it's not necessarily full of great things. Well, you feel fine about looking at the label and understanding it what has you're turnips, getting into. Parsley. Yeah. Carrots, some dehydrated things, it's some salt. Vegetables, spices, and herbs in a browning sauce is what they're calling it right. for themselves. And I'm sure they call it natural. <laughs> they say only the finest natural ingredients sure, make this, of a course, because br- <laughs> there's no legality on when you can use the word natural. Oh my God. I and really the natural is probably is. a sodium based thing, but I mean, it probably is, though. It right? gives you a really nice flavor. It's it from gives, Hidden Valley Foods. It gives the um, gravy a, a richness and it's darker. Than guys, like a traditional chicken gravy. And it's from like 1903. An yeah. advertisement in a 1903 edition of the Boston Cooking School magazine indicated that Kitchen Bouquet, then known as Tornade's Kitchen Bouquet, has been a favorite for 30 years. So, And it was at part of the uh, Exp- Paris Exposition of 1889. Okay. Like, this is some seriously heritage stuff. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. I only use it for gravy. Sodium benzenate is what you're wondering yeah. about. Yeah. Which is And just they have salt. caramel. It's got caramel in it. Caramel coloring. Yeah. But it does make the gravy look really beautiful. Like it makes chicken gravy look like beef gravy, which is like dark and brown and pretty. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've got two <laughs> quarts of gravy in my refrigerator right yeah, now that's good. that I'll give to my sister and then I'll. Because the thing about gravy that it requires so much whisking, like you legitimately need to whisk it the entire time you're making it. Because it's a roux. I mean, you know, you don't, I mean, like technically. And people don't whisk enough, so they get lumpy and they don't whisk the slurry before they just like stir it. You have to like whisk that slurry like hard with your whisk because you do not want any floury lumps. Right. And the way you avoid lumpy gravy is to not have lumpy slurry. And then when you're making the gravy to just stir, whisk, 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 whisk. And you need a wire whisk. Like you got to get in there. Yeah. Get those bits like off the bottom. Like scrape the pan. And then you boil it. And that takes out the flour taste. So If you just heat it and it looks like all complete, but you haven't ever gotten to it to a boil. Yeah. You're going to have a floury, pasty flavor. Yeah. So get to the boil point and then you can take it off or you can cook it till however thickness you want. And then you're done. Okay. That's the key to gravy. Okay. And if you don't have enough fat, put butter. Butter is fat. Butter is fat. And butter is good. always good. So Butter's if your turkey's answer. dry or it's overcooked or you just don't have a lot of the pan juices, yeah. just add a little cup, little bits of butter, pats of butter with your stock yep. until you get like this sort of saucy base to work with. All right. I'm, I'm 
going to maybe attempt it this week. I made a video, so I'll put it up. Did you have the recipe, though, too? Yeah, I have the recipe, and I made a video, and I showed it on the Jason show, so you can watch any of these three things. Video making is so hard and so pedestrian, but I did do it. I got to tell you, they don't, video does not help me. It actually is so much harder because I need to like digest, I need to read it, digest it and go back and forth and then synthesize it. Well, and And watching, I'm I'm like, am I supposed to time it? What are you doing? I know. And as I'm making the video, like 10 minutes of whisking isn't fun. No. So I'm like, like zooming ahead, trying to write comments. My editing skills really got tested. I'm not a big fan of, but as you know, yeah, (laughs) but the whole you but know, nonetheless, the recipe's good. And I, I think that it's just, an, like, also, my niece loves gravy, my seventh grade niece. Her mom's not a big gravy maker. So I can make gravy really any time for her if I have some chicken bits and parts, you know, and I can just make it ahead. I never thought about the chicken part of it, too. Yeah, chicken gravy, turkey, all the same. I had, this is going to sound really gross, people, but I had a bunch of frozen chicken wings from Super Bowl last year from when I did a Super Bowl segment, I still had them rolling around in my freezer. So I dethawed those and used those for the second batch just because I needed more meaty. Yeah, and fat is good. Those are very fatty. And good. Yeah, yeah, so that gave me... So you can use chicken wings, chicken parts, turkey parts. Yeah. The turkey itself isn't super fatty. No, turkey is yeah, not. It's, it's dry. Meat. So I was like, okay, meat. I need That's a little more why we put here. Tur- gravy on it because it's a lean it's meat. dry. Like you don't put gravy on a steak. You know what I mean? Think about it like a ribeye. Would you ever put gravy on a ribeye steak? No, but people do in like chicken fried steak. Well, that's, but that's usually like the, well. The South. Yeah. That's just not <laughs> that's even. That's just, you know. That's just not even. Oh, it reminds me of being at Mickey's Diner with this gal that I used to cocktail waitress with. And she would always be stoned at the end of the night. And then we'd go out to breakfast and she would always get biscuits and gravy. And I could never sit near her. Because I couldn't watch her stoned eating the biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Okay. It was just not appetizing. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a little extra story. That's but a little extra. 651-641-1071. Yes. We are coming to the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. But feel free to call in anytime you want. We're gonna, we've got a couple of drink things to talk about. We're going to have our top two an hour or two and some tips and tricks. And I've got some pie Pie thoughts. Pie thoughts. 651-641-1071 when we come back on The Weekly Dish. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. We've got a lot of questions lined up, uh, some that have come in from email. But we will have Carrie's gravy question. Hi, Carrie. Carrie, are you there? there, Carrie? I I am here. Let's get your gravy question. Well, actually, I just wanted to let you know that I have been doing what you just said with gravy for years and years. Um, I swear I saw it on maybe like the Steve and Sharon show and Andrew Zimmern had gone on and was sure. talking about gravy. And so I have done it since then. Um, I just use um, chicken parts. And lots of carrots because my kids love carrots. And once everything's all roasted, then they just pick at the carrots. And that's practically a meal. Sure. But I do it ahead for three days. And I just don't, it, like you said, there's so much stirring and whisking. And to have that pressure after the bird is out. Yep. And it's it's just, it's not worth a headache. It's, it's, it's amazing. You just rewarm it. And it's, it's amazing. So, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for weighing in. And the Stephen Sharon reference I was mean, high five. That's amazing. Love it. Championship. Hi, Bar. Tells you how long I've been doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Thanks for calling in. Um, we are going to have Donna on deck. But before we get to Donna, 
I wanted to respond to uh, someone that sent in. She said, Beth, she said, the crockpot is the key to our family Thanksgiving. My mom and dad cooked the turkey and mashed potatoes the day before and put both in their own crock box and bring them to my house on the feast day. I make the stuffing the day before and reheat it in the crock pot as well. This reduces oven use and the house smells fabulous all afternoon. And it really helps me delegate out the meal because crock pots are easy to transport. So there you go, Beth. It's the crock pot Thanksgiving. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, I love a good crocktober. Yep. Okay, Donna, uh, you are up next. You've got a question about pies. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, great show. Um, I don't know if I missed some of it because I just turned it on. I just have a question. I'm making a blueberry pie, and I, how do you get the bottom crust to be crispy, you know, so it's not saggy? I mean, if you keep it in too long in the oven, I don't know. Is there a tip? Yeah. What kind of crust are you using? Are you making your own? I'm making my own. I have Zoe Bakes recipe with the vodka. I mean, I've made her crust before. It's wonderful. Absolutely. I've made that crust. Okay. Yeah, it's great. I just, I mean, I heard putting, you know, an egg white wash on it. Does that really work? I don't, you know. It, it, what the wash does is it kind of gives it a seal from the juices of the blueberries. But what I'm going to tell you is going to make a big difference for you is to freeze the crust. Freeze it? Yep. So Like the bottom crust? Yeah, so you oh. are going to make, are you making a double pie, like a top yes. and bottom lid? Yes, I am. Okay, mm-hmm. so when you make your bottom lid, you're going to okay. put it in the freezer, and you're going to okay. let it sit in there for like an hour. You can even let it freeze more than that. But starting from the bottom frozen is okay. going to give you more time in the oven for that to crisp up before everything starts to melt in. Wow, okay, and then you just... You cook it the same amount of time like you would do normally. Yep. So freeze your bottom crust, put your blueberries in, put your top crust in. You can even cook it from frozen, too. Yeah, I was going to (gasps) say. Wow. Okay. Wow. I've never heard of that one, but thank you. (laughs) And remember Zoe's tip, because this is a good one for pies, where before she puts the pie in, she makes the the tinfoil shield for the top. Yep. Because you're I probably going to. Yeah. And you're probably going to need that because your top is going to brown faster than your bottom, right? Right. Now, and do you also um, cover the. You know, do, you, do you brush the top with like a milk thing to make it brown? or? You can. Yeah. Okay. You can. I sometimes do. I sometimes don't. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll wait till. Almost it's done, so it doesn't get too brown. Okay, that's okay. a great tip for the bottom crust. I Let love me it. know how Let it works go. out. Yes. Reach back love out. Love to see it. I, know, I got it. I am cooking for, we're going to Wisconsin. We're cooking for like 30-some people. So. Yes, okay. well uh, done. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Donna. I'm making the rolls today, and I'm putting them in the freezer. So. Okay, right. see? see? Good job. Well good done. freezer okay, tech. good job. Thank you. All right, Janet has a question about vegan pie. Hi, Janet. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Hey, so I have a nightmare of Thanksgiving. Oh. I, I have gluten-free, vegan, whole food-only people coming to my meal. <laughs> I understand this. Oh, my God. And I am, my grandsons really want a cherry pie. So I bought almond flour and gluten-free flour, but I'm at a loss in how to make a pie crust. I have Googled my heart out, <laughs> and I'm just, and I kind of wanted to make it like a graham cracker crust, but yet I don't, because they say you can't roll out almond flour. So that's kind of my dilemma is what do I do for a crust? Okay, because they are vegan and, gluten-free. okay. Gluten-free, yeah. Vegan and gluten-free is a tough one. 
I know. <laughs> if you're just doing it with vegan folks, you can use coconut oil that you've created as a solid in the refrigerator or the freezer. Okay. Um, or you can use Crisco. Okay. Um, but vegan and gluten. Gluten-free. I think so, you have to use the special gluten-free flour. Yeah. I don't think you can use almond flour. There's, I mean, like, and I was going to say there's, yeah, I see a lot of recipes and stuff, but yeah. um, there is, and it looks like Bob's Red Mill has a gluten-free they do. pie crust mix. It's, oh, they do. Yeah, yeah it's a different kind of flour that you're going to want to use. It's like that cup a cup yeah. type of flour I, where it's got stabilizers in it. I don't think almond flour is your best bet here, friend. Yeah. Oh, dang, because I thought maybe the flavor would taste better with the cherries. Nope, I go don't with... Yeah, I would because here's what you need. You need a little bit of that xanthan, xanthan gum. gum, and that's a, that's what this Bob's Red Mill, you know, gluten free pie crust mix. <laughs> can't say it. White, <laughs> it's got it's got rice flours, it's got potato okay. starch and tapioca flour, and that's what's going to hold your stuff together. Is that something I can get quickly? Yeah, yes. I think you can. I Lunds. think you can probably find it at or even Whole okay. Foods and those kind of places. Okay. If not, the co-ops. You could get it from Amazon probably day of. You know what I mean? Or next day. Okay. Oh, that's really helpful. Thank you so much. You bet. And let us know how you're, all the people that we're talking to, you can find us on Facebook, send us messages and pictures of your stuff. Okay. So is it time yet? We'll take one more call here and we'll take calls in the next hour too. So if you've got a question, call in. Roberta, you're next up. You're asking about going out on Thanksgiving. (sighs) Hi, Roberta. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Um, I'm a weirdo. I love you too, but that doesn't make me weird. No. What makes me weird <laughs> is my mother and I don't like turkey that much. Yes. No weirdness there. Nope. Okay, so we decided to be brilliant and make a reservation at Oceaneer. Oh. Yum. And then I accidentally saw an email saying they had a prefix turkey dinner. Oh, dear. And you can't get the other menu, right? Right. I don't know if I can get the other menu. So Do you happen to know, um, is there, uh, I mean, because they're usually not open till five o'clock and then I forget all about calling them. Yeah. No, I'm going to tell you two places that you should go instead. One is Manello. Um, and that is, uh, because you can get a ribeye dinner for, uh, Thanksgiving yeah. that you, you can choose to get a, a uh, you know, like a traditional turkey one, but then they also have ribeye as an option, which I think is lovely, right? Um, and then Manny's. Go to Manny's. <laughs> yeah, or P.S. Okay. Steak. Yeah, Manny's yes, Steakhouse. Beef will make my mother happy. Yes, the both of those will, for Just sure. Just visit Ocean Air another time. Yeah. Yeah, okay, perfect. All Thank right, you. good luck. Great spot. We love the ocean air, but just yeah. if they're I mean, do... I have a large and long history with the ocean air, but I'm just telling you that, that crab you know... cake. Oh, yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That was we're going to take more calls in the next hour. So if you want to call in, we'll still do top two in hour two. And we've got some segments. But if you've got questions, give us a shout. You are listening to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen here with Stephanie March, and we'll be right back.